0: Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 94 of the Grow Your Own Food podcast. I'm your host, Shauna Smith, and today, before we jump into what we're talking about, I'm going to acknowledge that the sound quality on this episode is very different and not all that great compared to all of my other episodes, and that is because Mr. B and I are dog-sitting, our his parents' wonderful Labrador retriever and she does not like it when I lock myself in my closet to try and record podcast episodes. She whines. She gets very upset. So you're hearing from me from my kitchen today, and like I said, sound quality is a little echoey. I've I've finagled uh, and adjusted the sound control as much as I can to sort of reduce that, but it's and that's, it's not the quality that you're used to. I apologize for that. You may also hear things like doggy toenails on hardwood floors. I apologize for that in advance as well. Hopefully it won't be too terribly distracting, but I did want to go ahead, get this episode recorded so that you have it when I promised it to you. With that said, today's topic is squash vine borers. And like I said at the end of the last episode, squash vine borers I know are not an issue for everyone, but for those of us that do have to deal with squash vine borers, they are devastating. They will take out a whole plant. Just one squash vine borer can take out a whole plant. I'm going to tell you You know how they do that i'm going to tell you what those squash vine borer adults look like what the larva looks like the clues that you can look for to determine whether or not you have an infestation and then also what you can do to save a plant once you have discovered an infestation as long as the damage hasn't gotten too far so that is what is in store for today's episode but first a word from our sponsor So like I said at the end of the last episode, this episode is a little early, so you're not gonna see squash vine borers yet. A lot of you probably don't even have squash plants growing yet, but I I wanted to put it out there early so that you can keep an eye out for it. Because you really won't see squash vine borers in their adult form and definitely not in their larval form until late June or early July when everything in the garden feels like it's going bonkers. But if you look closely at your squash plants, you might see something funny going on and not ha ha funny either. More like as in OMG, I think my squash plants are dying. And if this is you, you might have a squash vine borer infestation. So, it's kind of like your squash plant is growing and thriving and sprawling all over the place or growing vertical all over the place if you're growing vertically and then just one day it's like something is seriously wrong with this plant. So squash vine borers go after just about every kind of squash plant. They go after summer squash like zucchini and yellow or straight necked squash. They go after winter squash like acorn or spaghetti squash. They are not as crazy about butternut squash, but if it's the only kind of squash in your garden, they will definitely go after it. I can tell you from experience. They will even go after pumpkin because, you know, pumpkins are squash. So they are an equal opportunity pest when it comes to the different types of squash in your garden. And it's important to understand that squash vine borers. Controlling them if they're a problem in your area is something that never really stops. Once the squash vine borer adult moths emerge from their cocoons, they don't really stop laying eggs uh, until the weather starts to turn, until things start to get cold and they naturally start to die off. But first things first, we're going to talk about the signs of a squash vine borer problem in your garden. So one of the first ways, because honestly, identifying squash vine borer infestations, it, it starts kind of slowly, the damage that they create starts slowly, and it's and it can be hard to spot until it's a major problem, and, and sometimes your plants are too far gone. So you kind of need to know where to look in order to find out if you have an infestation before it's too late. And you can use all of these different ways to kind of fight back, be proactive, and, and check back often. So the first thing that is really apparent is leaf damage. This is the most obvious sign of a squash vine borer infestation. So I have some really, really great pictures in the sister post for this episode on my blog, Be In Basil. As always, you can find the link in the show notes. But I have a picture of a healthy butternut squash plant. And then next to it is a spaghetti squash plant afflicted with squash vine borers. And it's really too bad because usually this leaf damage is the first thing gardeners will notice, especially new gardeners who aren't familiar with squash vine borers. But at this plant, the squash vine borer larva has done some serious damage. If it's gotten to the point where the leaves are severely damaged, You know, that damage has probably been going on systematically for a long time, and it may be too late to save the plant. As the squash vine borer larva works its way through the stem, the channels that flow water and nutrients through the plant are damaged, making it harder and harder for the leaves and fruit to stay healthy. As a result, the leaves begin to wilt and brown. The fruit will stop growing larger and and stop ripening. And since squash vine leaves are usually really big, this is pretty noticeable. Once you notice, you'll you'll wanna check the stems, the vines at the soil line for damage. So like I said, usually the first thing people notice because it's super obvious, it's easy to see, but At this point damage has progressed pretty far so i'm going to give you these next things to look for so that hopefully you can intervene before things get to that point so the second thing you can look for and and this is really something that you should be looking for from like day one once your squash plants start to get pretty pretty large and really kind of start taking off is vine damage so vine damage is found where the stem meets the soil, where a squash vine borer lays its eggs. So squash vine borer moths, they lay their eggs usually in pairs. They're kind of like an orangish brown color. And they lay them close to the base of the plant because that's where the larva, once it hatches, burrows into the stem of the plant and and then sort of like eats the inside of the stem. And this is is really easy to see because it will look as though something has eaten its way into the vine of your squash plant. You'll see a substance that looks kind of like wet sawdust around a wound in the stem. I have some really great pictures of this in the sister post too. So this wet sawdust looking stuff is called frass and it's where the squash vine borer larva makes its way in and then they hollow the stem and they suck the juices out slowly killing the plant this frass is kind of the detritus the its excretions that you know as it chews through the inside of the plant and then you know for lack of a prettier way of putting it poops it out so i have pictures of a healthy squash vine and then a a, a couple pictures of what a attacked and damaged by a squash vine borer larva looks like. So you have the healthy one that's on the left. In the middle, you have one on a plant that's probably worth saving, honestly. And then you have in the sister post, a picture of a, a stem that honestly, the damage is so bad that it's too far gone. And after you know your, your first time dealing with these, you'll know that the stems are where you should look first in the future. So hopefully by you know listening to this podcast episode, if you have never dealt with them before, now you, you'll know before having that horrible experience. So what to do about squash vine borer larva? I have a really clear picture of it in the sister post, but if you catch it early enough, you can often save the afflicted plant. So what you'll do when you notice that that kind of wound where it looks like something has burrowed into the stem of the plant, you'll wanna take a clean, sharp knife, like a good pocket knife. And obviously being very careful not to cut yourself, cut the stem open, not all the way through. We just wanna go on one side of the stem, which is really pretty easy because squash stems are, are pretty thick. So split the stem open slightly above and slightly below the injury, where you have found that that wound in the stem where you have found the frass. I will say that squash vine borers, typically they burrow their way in and then they work upward. So usually you'll find them above the wound in the stem, but every once in a while I have I have found them below. Pick out and kill any larva that you find. They are white with a dark brown or black head. They also have a black or dark brown spot on their rear end. You can use a, a toothpick. Uh, you can use a paper clip you know, to kind of stab them. Sorry, it's not pleasant, um, but you can kind of stab them and dig them out. You can also use that knife You know to kind of scrape them out, kill them. You can also use a toothpick or a piece of wire to reach up through the stem if you'd rather not cut it with a knife it's just kind of difficult to to see whether you're really getting it because sometimes there's more than one squash vine borer larva in there like i said the adult moths like to lay the eggs a lot of times in pairs it is gross i will grant you that this process of kind of cutting open the stem and then digging out and killing the squash vine borer larva but it's them or your squash plant so Couple things to be careful with, you know, be sure not to split the stem open further than you need to. Once you've removed the larva, hill up some moist soil around the wound in the stem to encourage healing and encourage rooting kind of above that wounded area. This is usually pretty easy because, like I said, the adult moths lay the eggs close to the soil line. You know, if for some reason, that's not the case because they don't always do that. Then you might have to use a cup you know, one or more other methods, which I'll talk about later in the episode. So let's talk about how to control squash vine borer adults in the first place, because we can be proactive by policing the garden and and digging out the squash vine borer larvae once we have found the wounds in the plants. But wouldn't it be better if we just kind of avoided things getting that bad in the first place. I think so. So these are, you know, things that you can do to keep them under control. First thing you can do is kill squash vine borer adult moths. These are the adults of the larva. You know, once the larva has gone all through its stages, forms a cocoon, which it will do, it will will burrow itself into the soil at the base of the plant, and turn into a moth and then emerge from the soil as an adult. These guys, you know, a lot of people have a tendency to be afraid of them because at first glance, they have a tendency to look like wasps while in flight. They have uh, bright orange sectioned bodies with black dots down the center, and then they have these dark green shimmering wings and darting movements. They hover, they are fast, and they are skittish. And once they feel threatened, they leave the area. So you have to time your movements like really, really well in order to kill one. I recommend at the height of the season going out with a fly swatter. So that way you can kind of reach out from a distance and just kind of smack it. And then once it's stunned, you can kill it. But they will eventually come back once you scare them off. So if you can, if you're fast enough to pick them off with your fingers, they're, they're a type of moth. They don't sting, they don't bite, they're not gonna hurt you. They, they're just gonna hurt your plants. Wearing gardening gloves makes this activity a little less gross, makes it a little easier to just reach out and grab it. You know, you don't have that tactile like, oh, there's some creepy crawly thing in my hand. I have found that it definitely helps me if I'm squishing a pest in my hand. There are a couple different things, a couple different products and methods out there on the market for controlling squash vine borer adult moths. You can try the trick of putting a yellow bowl full of water down by the base of the stem. They're attracted to the color yellow. It's supposed to lure the moths in and drown them. I haven't had a chance to try it yet just because I don't have any you know, yellow dishes and con- or containers. So I'm honestly not sure how well it works but honestly anything is worth trying once in terms of pest control or at least organic pest control. There are also like I said you know and this is one of those things that would be out on the market squash vine borer moth traps. So these are yellow and they are sticky traps. The problem as you can probably guess with sticky traps is that it it's going to end up killing more than just the squash vine borer moths you're going to probably end up attracting and killing some beneficial bugs as well things like bees wasps lace wings a whole a whole other bunch of things that are, are just kind of buzzing around your garden so because of that i i don't use the the yellow sticky traps that are out there for squash vine borer moths whether you choose to do that totally up to you not going to judge you if your squash vine borer moth infestation larva infestation is bad enough that you are desperate i've totally been there i i 100 get it i just have decided that it's 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 not worth it to me and i would i would rather use some of the other ways of controlling them instead so the next thing you can do is check for eggs daily. And yes, daily, I know this is annoying, but it's one of the best ways to handle the problem organically. If you, if you cannot seem to catch the adult moths and kill them, because like I said, they're fast. Squash vine borer eggs are small. They're about the size of a pinhead, but luckily their brown orange color makes them fairly easy to spot against the bright green of the squash vine. Like I said, they're usually laid in twos, but every once in a while there will, there will just be one, and they'll be located down at the base of the stem a lot of the time, not all of the time. I have found them on leaves. I have found them higher up on the stem. I mean, it's really, you know, maybe that squash vine war moth was in a hurry. Maybe it got scared off by something. Maybe you have a companion plant that it doesn't like the smell of, so it doesn't want to wander all the way down to the bottom, and it laid it, you know, further up. That happens. But a lot of the time, you will find them down low. If you find them, just scrape them off and squish them, puncture them with your thumbnail, because they are pretty. they're pretty tough or you can put them in water, like a little bit of dish soap in a cup of water, something I carry out to the garden with me pretty much every day when I go out looking for pests because that's how I deal with caterpillars as well. So there's patrolling for adult moths, there's patrolling for eggs. The next thing you could do is wrap the stems down near the soil level, the soil line, with aluminum foil. I know that this sounds crazy, But as soon as the stems of your squash plants begin to mature, make some thin strips of aluminum foil and wrap the stems in them. Kind of as far up as you can go before the stem really starts to branch out into the lateral stems with tin foil. This keeps the squash vine borer moth from laying eggs on the stem further down, and it may help somewhat with larva burrowing into it. They can climb, though, so this isn't going to stop them forever. It just means the squash vine borer eggs and the hatched larvae will end up higher on the plant where it's easier for you to spot them and and pick them off, basically. The next thing that you can do is turn up the soil in winter. So larvae feed on the stem for about four weeks, and then they burrow into the soil and they spin this kind of reddish-brown-black cocoon. And at this point, especially if it's the end of the season, you can help control next year's population in a few ways by killing squash vine borers in their cocoons. So if you noticed you had an infestation, once you remove your squash plants, once they're done for the year, get a pitchfork and turn over the soil because a lot of those cocoons are going to overwinter in the soil until the soil warms up enough for them to hatch the following year so you turn up the soil you expose them to the elements and the cold will help them stop from pupating any further and eventually kill them so that's another thing you can do the last thing that that you can do is to just make sure you're practicing good crop rotation Crop rotation is one of the best ways to deter any kind of pest from year to year. Try not to plant squash of any kind in the same bed from one year to the next, or at least not in the same place in in your garden bed from one year to the next. It makes it just that much harder for the adult moths once they hatch to find. I know that that seems like kind of a no-brainer, but a lot of us, I think it's really natural to be like, well, the squash did really really well here last year I'm just gonna plant it in the same place. A lot of us do that uh, until we learn better and know better so don't feel silly for for never thinking of this when it comes to controlling pests I think that that's a really natural conclusion to come to. So, Finally, back when I was talking about how to control the damage, you know, once you have found a squash vine borer larva and you've dug it out and now you've got this wounded stem, I want to end by telling you, if you end up with a section of stem that, you know what, it's, it's really just kind of impossible for you to mound damp earth that high up. Maybe, maybe you're growing your plants vertically and... and and that's really difficult. This is a little easier thing to do if your plants are sprawling, but if if your plants are sprawling, you definitely wanna give it a try. So any section of squash vine will root when buried in damp soil for very long. That is one of the benefits of of letting your squash vines kind of sprawl and trail over the ground. It's just not something that everybody has space for, myself included, in the garden. And you can use this to your advantage when you have a portion of the stem that has been damaged. So by creating multiple rooting points, you're providing yourself a little bit of insurance. If a squash vine borer larva burrows into one of the sections of vine, you can cut it off and still have roots to feed the plant. You can you know, bury other sections of the plant if you're not sure that first section that's been damaged is going to make it. So obviously this only works if the larva doesn't burrow into the closest section of stem to the fruiting portion of the vine, and and I would say that that does not happen very often. Even if it's not down at the very very base of the plant, squash vine borers still don't tend to burrow into the plant very high up. But it's still a pretty nifty trick to try, and and it does work fairly well. Uh, so I would definitely recommend you know giving that a a try. Sorry, dog. <laughs> once you, um, once you do try to. Fix that squash vine borer damage. I do have a video on my Instagram account in my IGTV videos of cutting open a squash vine and and picking out a squash vine borer, so you can see in in video what a squash vine borer looks like. Just exactly how much I'm I mean you know cut when I say to cut above or below the wound. You can see exactly how I do that if you check that out on my Instagram. Again, my Instagram handle is at B and Basil, just like the website that all the sister posts are at for the podcast. I would definitely encourage you to, to check it out, especially if you live anywhere in the Midwest, because I know if you live in the Midwest, squash vine borers are almost certainly a problem for you. So now you know everything there is to know about how squash vine borers work, why they're bad for your plants, how they manage to take out a whole plant at a time. It's because they start down at the very base. They chew through you know, all those xylem and phloem that deliver water and nutrients to the rest of the plant, and they just kill it in the process. Hopefully knowing all of this, Helps you be prepared, you know, if you're planning on growing squash or different kinds of squash this summer. Helps you be prepared to deal with them if necessary. In the next episode, I am going to be talking about something. I know I, I talked about no-brainers early in this episode. This is going to feel like another no-brainer. I'm going to be talking about using steaks in the vegetable garden not like meat steaks like s- steaks like for vertical gardening a lot of people have questions surrounding steaks and it's funny because I did myself as a beginning gardener people wonder what to stake, how to stake, whether you're hurting anything by staking it so I'm going to be answering a bunch of questions about using steaks in the garden in the next episode but until then Thank you for bearing with me with my change in location for this episode. Like I said, things will be back to normal next week. I hope your gardens are growing beautifully, and I will talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the Grow Your Own Food podcast. Visit beeandbasil.com for helpful how-to articles, images, and recipes.